Tom, what is your number one recommendation to any agent that can make the biggest impact on them in 2022? So a tip I would have, I'm going to end where I started. And I said two words to you. Mm. I'm here. I love I'm here. that. Just get to the office every day. Get there before your staff is there, right? You'll figure it all out. Insurance dudes are on a mission to escape being handcuffed by our agencies. How? By uncovering the secrets to creating a predictable, consistent, and profitable agency sales machine. I am Craig Pretzinger. I am Jason Feldman. We are agents. We are insurance dudes. Right now, while it's fresh in your mind, check out live.teledudes.com. We took our notes from over 100 interviews with top agents from around the country and made it into a live webcast. Using these strategies led Craig and I to selling more than $10 million in premium in the last two years. On this call, you'll receive the exact blueprint to get the same results. Just go to live.teledudes.com. Dot com to register for this upcoming Tuesday's live call with us. If you jump on this call with us, we're certain 2022 will be an absolutely fantastic year for you. See you there. So Tom, how do you recruit people? Like where do you find them? How do you recruit them? Bring them on, train them and make them successful. Okay. So I mean, I don't know if I could share specific companies I use. Is that something? Uh, it- sure. Okay. So I mean, you know, the last round of people that I hired, and I just hired three new agents and one service rep, and I have another new agent starting at the end of this month. I found them through Team Hired. Uh, nice. I'll be honest with you, you know, as an agent, you know, especially with an agency this big now, I'm pulled in a million different directions. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, for me to go put ads out there and, and me to screen those people and do all of that kind of work and then bring them in for the one-on-ones, it's a lot. Honestly, too much. you know, yeah. you know, for me to spend the money, I use a team, you know, company called Team Hired. Shout out to Brittany Bianco if you're listening. She's phenomenal. Her father Tom Bianco owns the business. She did a great job, you know, sourcing resumes for us, screening them, getting them on a group Zoom call. We work together. She, you know, has a whole format of what questions she asks, how she asks, but she'll also ask for my input as to what things I want to ask and, you know, things that I may want to say. And then, you know, at the end of each of those calls, I would just tell her, Hey, I like this one. I like that one. I like this one. I don't like that one. I I don't like that one. And then once we put uh, a target on them of the, which ones we wanted, she would call them up, schedule the interviews one-on-one. So, I mean, honestly, it's like, you know, getting picked up in a limo. I'm able to sit in the back and chill with a drink while he's driving. So, (laughs) you know, she, she really did a lot of that heavy lifting and then I brought him in for a one-on-one. And then, of course, like everything else in my business, I have a process on how I interview. And there's step by step by step. And I literally, I know I know this sounds crazy, even though I've done it a million times, I have the Excel spreadsheet up with the steps on my computer screen. I never wing it. Although I can, I'm quite capable, I just don't, right? Because if I go off script, if I go off process, I always want to know how to come back. And that's why I always have that in front of me. I know what questions I'm going to ask. I know what antidotes I'm going to use, what stories I'm going to use, what comp examples I'm going to use. You know, I want them to be excited about the opportunity, but I don't want to sell them on it. Right? right. So part of it is also saying, hey, listen, you know, how are you going to handle rejection? A great agent will have a close ratio of 20%, you know, 15, 20%. That means 80% of the time you're getting a no. 
how are you going to deal with that? I mean, do you want to deal with that? Right? Who wants to deal with that? You know, so I kind of test them out a little bit and, and see, are they willing to really put themselves through what they need to put themselves through to become what they need to become? Let me explain. In the book of Malachi in the Old Testament, the Bible talks about the the refining fire of the silversmith. So the silversmith puts an orb of silver into the fire, right? The question is, how long does he keep it in there until he can pull it out and shape it? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Probably not, mm. right? But mm. the only way, because again, back then they didn't have thermometers and timers and all this stuff. The right. only way that the silversmith would know how long to keep it in the fire and then to take it out is when he can see his reflection in the silver, right? Ooh. So again, I got to bring these people in. I got to put them in the fire, right? I got to put them in the fire. That means the first thing we do is we get them on the phone. Because here's the thing. If they don't have the courage to get knocked back down and get up again, and get knocked back down and get up again, this is not a place for them. Absolutely. Probably the most important trait that I'm looking for is the resilience to rejection. So that's the first thing we do. Before I put them into school for property and casualty insurance license, before we work on binding authority, any of that stuff, they're on the phone working on getting live transfer quotes for my established agents. And this does two things. One, they're learning, right? They're learning alongside me. They're learning alongside my agents. Number two, they're being tested. They're being tested to see if they have the metal for this business, right? Because I don't want to waste their time. You know, there's been people after a couple of days, they quit. And I'm like, they didn't even show up. They just they disappeared, you know? And I'm like, hey, that's great. Save me time, right? Right. Um, yep. There's been people three or four days in and I say, hey, listen, I'm sorry. You got to go. It's not for you. Well, what do you mean? Well, you know, you spent three hours walking around the office talking about what's your favorite cheese. True story. <laughs> True story, by the way. True story. I had a guy in here. But literally. He snow day. His third day, he's going around here asking everybody what their favorite cheese was. So I said to him, I said, hey, come here, come here, come here. I said, what, what are you guys talking about? He goes, oh, we're just talking about cheese. I was like, oh, you like cheese? He goes, yeah, I like cheese. I said, well, here's the thing. My favorite cheese is mozzarella. He goes, oh, really? Yeah, me too. I said, good. Now that you have that information you're fired goodbye <laughs> what do to do with that get out of here come on the cheese, the cheese. so you guys remember, I, come from, I come from wall street we were ruthless on wall street you know and, and i try not to be as ruthless but come on cheese what's your favorite get on the phone you know? yeah so can, can you get on the phone can you stay on the phone because i can't teach you that and if they can do that and they can and again we have we have word for word scripts we, we teach them how to overcome objections. We teach them the proper tonality. We teach everything. If they can do that for two or three or four weeks max, then <laughs> I will put them into the – and again, a shout-out for Team Hired. They have a great boot camp for property and casualty insurance. They have a phenomenal coach. Her name is Michelle. She did a great job with my people getting them to pass their license the first time out. And you know it's a pretty intense two-week program, but it works, right? So – then they come back, right? Now they got that license in their hand, right? Now they start those live transfers again. But this time, they stay on the phone. Instead of just live right. transferring, they right. stay on the phone. They put themselves on mute, and they listen to my established agents walk that customer through the sales process, right? They listen. They take notes. They have their sales process sheet in front of them with all the steps, right? It's all clearly laid out, and then they have to watch. They have to yeah. watch. Right. And they have to do that 
for a certain amount of time. That could be two weeks. It could be three weeks. It could be a month. It could be a week. They have to literally stand and deliver the sales process in front of me and my established agents for in order for us to la- uh, start letting them sell on their own. Because yeah. again, I don't want them getting on the phone. I'm paying a lot of money for leads. I'm paying a lot of money for telemarketers. I don't want them answering the phone and fumbling, you know, through the sales process and wind up getting, you know, hung up on or, you know, I want to, I want them to take a good swing of the bat. So let's get into the batting cage. You know, let's swing, right. let's, let, let's swing at some balls here first before we put you in right. the real game. Right. So we, we keep training wheels on them. Right. So again, you know, they'll live transfer, they'll listen, they'll learn, right. They'll be able to take those call recordings and take them home if they want and listen to them. Right. And then we start drilling every day. We start drilling piece by piece of the scorecard, you know, our sales process scorecard. And we just piece by piece by piece and we get better and better and better. But here's the reality. I mean, you guys have said this and, you know, I really adopted this because I thought it was brilliant. You know, I think Craig said this. It was definitely oh, Craig, not, not Jason. Like, likely yeah, not right. me if it was brilliant. No, <laughs> but I think you guys said it was uh, one of you guys said it, but I think something about 80 to 100 quotes, right? You've got to do 80 to 100 quotes. I mean, until you start to really sound good, yeah. right? Yep. And again, we don't, we don't mind got to do failing. it with those training wheels, right? Because if yeah. they start doing them incorrectly, they create those grooves of that poor, the poor, you know, the wrong way to do it. And absolutely get reinforced. Yeah. Again, listen, yeah. and, and, and I'm not afraid if I let them start quoting on their own. If I don't see what I want, I pull them right off. Okay, good. You're yeah. going back to making calls for my agents until you learn how to do this the right way. Because yeah. when I have a step-by-step system and you're jumping around and you're skipping stuff, you're not building the narrative that needs to be right. built. The flow of the conversation, if it's not right, you will not get the end result that you're looking for. And right. you know, if we got to pull you back off, and put you back on making, you know, uh, quote calls for our agents. So you, so you learn it. That's fine. Fail fast. Uh, you guys said that. Yep. Fail fast, and that's okay. Your failure is always a better teacher than success, anyway. But uh-huh. yep. you know, if you're not ready, we'll pull you. You know, we're going to pull you back down to the minor leagues, right? So yep. you know, I, I say to them, listen, just because this is a job and it's like nine to five, whatever, don't look at it that way. Go home. Invest in yourself. Right now, you're your greatest asset. Right, your ability to earn, your ability to make money—that's your, you're your greatest asset. So go home and work on this stuff. You go home and sit on the couch and watch Netflix. That's not helping you get to where you want to go. <laughs> right. right, that's not going to help you save for that down payment to you know uh, put your family into a into a home. You know, I, I had one guy who was living in the inner city over here. I mean, Jesus, he had to dodge bullets to get to work and 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 home every night. And he's got three kids and a wife living in a in a one bedroom apartment. I said, you want to move out? You want to get a nice house for your kids? You, you, you want to get a backyard? I'll show you how. Right. Right. High mm-hmm. consistent activity, and you keep getting better at the quality of the of the conversation that you're having. You're going to yeah. get there. You're going to get there, yep. but you got to put the work in. You got to put the work in. And you know what? People will say they're willing to put the work in when you're interviewing them. Of course. But I always tell them, listen, if this is not who you really are, I'm going to find you out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to know what you're really all about those first few days. Right. You know, right. I've been doing it 25 years, man. People, you know how many people have taught, oh, yeah, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm oh, that. Yeah. Let's Everybody. see what you're made of, man. <laughs> Everybody is the best the best salesperson or the best whatever on their interview day. And That's after right. that, it's it's going to be a magnitude less what you're going to get. So, we have to really hold them accountable up front. Absolutely. 
Yeah. yeah. And listen, I want people to be successful. If they're successful, uh-huh. I'm successful. And, you know, people, you want to make money? Great. You, you know what you're worth? Let's go out yeah. and find out what you're worth. Let's go get it. Let's well, go get and, it. And it's so powerful also to take somebody who is living in that situation and painting that picture. It's not just about the buddy. Like you say, the buddy, here's these little green pieces of paper. Who cares, right? But when you tie it to something, like you want to move out of there, nobody has ever likely talked to him in that way and offered him the out, right? Like if you do these things, you won't be dodging bullets. You won't be living in a one, you know, in a little tidy room. Sure. You actually are going to create a better life. Absolutely. uh, And the key to that, the key to that starts with two things. First of all, believing in yourself. And the second is the proper attitude. And I tell the story of Cortez, the conquistador, when he sailed his ship, right, to attack the Aztec empire, which had never been beaten before and was one of the richest empires because of all the gold and the land, right? When, when he got to the shores, he gave a roaring speech and then he ordered to burn the boats, right? He said, burn the <laughs> boats. There's no way home. There's no retreat. <laughs> right. Failure is not an option. They actually did wind up conquering the Aztec Empire for what it's worth. But no one had ever done that before because when they would get there, they said, well, we, we got a way to get out of here. We, right. We no plan B. No plan B. When I got out of the military and I was a poor kid from Brooklyn with a high school diploma and only military experience, and I, I went to work on Wall Street you know, on my phone. Well, back in those days, we had physical phones. On my phone, I wrote the words, failure is not an option. And when I was in a training class, 98% of the guys, by the time, you know, six, seven months down the road, they failed out, you know, on the Wall Street training classes. They couldn't hack it. They couldn't handle it. We'd get in there at 7 a.m. in the morning. We'd be there at 11 o'clock at night, cold calling, you know, for money. You know, the reality of it is I just, I had nowhere else to go. I had no choice. Failure wasn't an option. If I wanted to make real money in this world, this is how I was going to do it. I was going to pick up the phone and I was going to exchange my value for someone else's money. And I'm still doing it 25 years plus later. So that's a great place to pivot to marketing. So you now said in the last couple of years or last year here, you've you've really upped the ante or you've really pushed the amount and you're ahead of the the curve on on where you expected to be uh, with new business. Why don't you talk a little bit about your marketing and what you've done? Because I know that at one point earlier today, we talked uh, and you'd said, you've tried everything. And, uh, you know, like a lot of us have, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you first become an agent, you know, I never forget, you know, being in Chicago at our carrier and, you know, you become an agent and there's this one day where all the vendors come in and they kind of walk you out of this classroom setting looking thing. And they kind of walk you through this. I felt like I was a piece of meat in a shark tank, right? (laughs) (laughs) Every vendor and their mother is there, right? Hometown quotes, ever quote, this one, that one. I mean, everybody's got the solution. I'm walking through there. You know, you, you give it one of those canvas bags. I'm pulling brochures and business cards and pencils and widgets from, you know, all these different vendors. And I started talking to them all. I figured, I don't know. I said, I don't know where to start here. And then I shortly there realized, I was like, man, you know what? I got to test some stuff out. And I've done all the same things I'm sure everybody else has done. I've used every possible internet lead provider, live call transfer company, mailers in New Jersey. You know, mailers are tough, right? I spent a small fortune on mailers, right? So 
I mean, I can feed a, a Vietnamese village for probably five years on the money I've spent on mailers. But, <laughs> you know, the reality of it is, is that, you know, we had to try these things. I had to try certain services that promised that they would teach you how to do Facebook ads and, you know, that you'd get ads for a dollar and, you know, uh, leads per, you know, every lead would be per $1 per lead and you're going to make all this money. I mean, everything was a disappointment. I mean, in those early days, while we were testing a lot of these things out, we really were hitting hard on requotes, winbacks, cross-sells in the book, and we really were making our money that way. I was thankful that the agency that I had purchased, you know, he had spent a pretty decent amount of money on internet leads. So we had a pretty sizable requote list, probably about 5,000 or so requotes at the time, probably a couple thousand winbacks probably about several hundred or so cross-sell leads in the book. You know, so we, we, we had some meat that we can feast on, you know, while we were trying out a number of these different things. Early on, I realized in order to be truly effective, I had, a, I had to have a lead management system that was effective, right? And, you know, we got that set up because prior to that, they were just using leads on paper in the office, which you can't manage that. You can't, you know, no. there's no process that you could build with that, Right. You know, I would say, hey, here's this piece of paper with all these handwritten notes. I'd say to my one of my sales guys, I'd say, well, when's the last time you called this guy? Oh, I don't know. Well, how do you know when to call him again? I don't know. <laughs> but that doesn't seem effective, <laughs> right? So, you know, we had to put a lead there, management in place. some problem here. Yeah, there's some problem here. <laughs> put a lead management system in place, build a process around it, get all the leads loaded in, you know, have everybody trained in how to properly use it. And then... You know, what's that Greek story, Ephesus? You know, he rolls the rock up the hill and then he turns around, walks away. The damn rock comes right back down the hill and he rolls it back <laughs> up. And that's really what it's like as, as an owner, right? You do, every day, inspect yep. what you expect, right? Yep. So we got that up and running. Then we started buying internet leads. We didn't have a lot of success in those days, you know, a few years back with internet leads. We tried live transfers, had some success, but then that would dry up and we'd switch to a different vendor than a different vendor. You know, we, we did that same thing with internet leads. We jumped around with various different vendors, trying them out. We'd get a call and they would promise us the world and never deliver on it. We did mailers. You know, we were supposed to have our phones ringing left and right. That never happened. We did ads on Google and Facebook. Again, our phones were supposed to be ringing based upon the money we were spending on ads and the consultant that ran that, that never happened. You know, I mean, we picked off some business here and there, but it was never to the point of coming close to what I was expecting based on the promises that were given to me. Right. So finally, I said, listen, I'm a kid from Wall Street. I remember back in the days of having a stack of Dun & Bradstreet cards and being able to sell, just dialing the phone, having a good pitch, already thinking through what rebuttals I'm going to get and how to overcome those objections and building out a process around that. So we built out a telemarketing process around that. Uh, I had a couple of people in-house that were doing it. We kind of started making some success with it, but then you know, the people that were good at it then eventually became agents. And then I had to find more telemarketers and it got really hard to be able to A, find someone that wanted to do the job eight hours a day, right? Get your teeth kicked in for eight hours a day and B, feeding them the right leads and then C, well, how long do they want to really stay in that job? And they never wanted to stay in there very long. So mm. that's when I, I had heard about Teledudes and I jumped on to listen to what you guys were saying. And I was like, you know, I think this is what I've been looking for. Because at the listen, at the end of the day, whether they're internet leads that I'm purchasing or winbacks or requotes or whatever, we got to dial the phone. 
we got to get these people on the phone, right? I can't be doing quotes and emailing quotes out to people I never spoke to because the entire <laughs> premise of my sales process leading with liability doesn't work unless you have a phone conversation with somebody. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, everything else that I tried as far as automating things and that, you know, different companies that mail out, you know, hundreds of quotes on your behalf. I mean, at that point, you're then leading with price. All the mailers we did, same thing, leading with price. All of these ads on Facebook, uh, leading with price. Now, I'm not saying you can't use price, you know, as a way to get the interest, but you need to have a conversation with them, which means you got to get them on the phone. That's it. End of story. Yep. So I said the telemarketing thing, I kept coming back to it, but I couldn't get it to really work. And then when I heard you guys, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Maybe this is worth giving a shot to. And then I had a conversation with your guy, George uh, Carbonell, who I had a really good conversation with George. And I said, okay, George, I said, you know what? I'm going to take you at your word. Sounds like, you know, this thing has been working for you. You know, so I'm, I'm a pain in the butt. I'm blunt <laughs> in your face, you know, New Yorker. And I'm like, I hope this works. Everybody <laughs> tells me this works, that works, nothing works. I said, I, mean, I hope you're different. And, you know, I gave it a <laughs> shot. But I think when I really started getting on the calls with you guys every week and, and listening to the other agents, what they were going through and the struggles they were having and saying, okay, I, I can identify with that. I'm having the same issues. You know, we're all of like mind, right? You know, mm. we're all in the boat rowing together, even though we're in different states and things like that. You know, we're all, we're all trying to do the same thing here. And, you know, there's another verse in the Bible that says iron sharpens iron, right? Mm. So iron sharpens iron, like another man sharpens another man. And I was like, this is, I think this is a good thing. Right. I can I can say, hey, guys, what I want to learn if they're being successful at it, what are they doing? Can I emulate them? And then can I make it better? Can I make it my own? But I had to have blind faith. And that was tough for me. It was very tough for me because I'm a skeptic. Right. I'm a real <laughs> big time skeptic. So I had to have faith. And, and I and I went through, you know, the day one and day two, all the way to day 10. I listened to them a couple of times. I followed religiously everything that was said. I made notes. I still have the notes in my notebook. I still go back sometimes and re-listen to stuff. So I'm always trying to learn, always trying to learn, always trying to hear what's working for other people and saying, hey, can that work for me? Can I incorporate that into what I'm doing here, right? And I made a lot of changes this past year in 2021, you know, a completely new lead management and phone system a completely new marketing approach using the teledudes telemarketers you know using fresh internet leads that are coming in every single day you know i'm buying 100 leads a day at first i was like are these guys nuts are these guys have their mind you actually said first, that i was like these guys got to be cuz i'm thinking like remember no. i even i even confronted you guys about it and i'm like guys mm -hmm. what's the difference between the internet leads and me just buying a lead list i got aged leads up the wazoo requotes and I finally had to just bite the bullet and say, listen, let me just, let me just see if this is going to work, you know? And then we started doing it and it took time. It took time to really get things right and fine tune things. But I put the work in, I listened, I learned, and I put the work in, you know, Anthony Robbins always says, you know, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It becomes powerful right. the moment you start to use it. Listen, I'm learning this stuff. I'm hearing this stuff. I'm taking the notes, but I got to take this leap of faith and say, I'm going to pot and buy these leads. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, am I going to spend 500 bucks a day on leads? This is crazy. <laughs> you know, my, I think that's what we're spending, right? Yeah, five, I think I'm paying $5 a pop, right? But, you know, I listened, you know, and it's paid off, you know. Plus um, the cost of the agents, the telemarketers. Yeah, it's like it's up. Overwhelming. Yeah. You know, that's it awesome. Up. 
you know. But here's the thing: what else is there to do? Because again, I mean, I can buy these internet leads and not have the telemarketers. But if that's the case, we're never going to put the amount of calls on them that we need to put on, right? At the same time, I don't want to burn my agents out. And that's the thing. I've lost a couple of agents over the years that I thought were pretty good. And they're like, you know, I just can't take the telemarketing anymore, you know, two years in, you know, and I'm like, you know, good point. You know, I still want them to be able to work their pipelines and, and make calls and do the things that they're supposed to do. But, you know, if I have some telemarketers that are bringing in, 15, 20, 30, 40 quotes a day into the agency, it kind of helps soften the the load a little bit, so to speak. Because at the end of the day, do I want my agents telemarketing or do I want them performing our sales process conversation and quoting? I want them quoting. That's a better use of, of their time, a better use of my money if they're quoting. So again, I mean, we're not at the point where all we can do is rely on our telemarketers for leads. Of course, that's not the case. I don't think it'll ever be 100% <laughs> reliance on them, right? right? But it helps. It's definitely become our top lead source that is driving our business right now. And again, you know, we're still working referrals and, you know, cross sales and, you know, win backs and age leads and, you know, um, requotes and all that other good stuff. But it's definitely helped. And by the way, I also tried those COI programs, you know, with the, oh, yeah. you know, getting the yeah. mortgage brokers and the real estate agents, you know, and I spent thousands on those companies and squat, right? squat, right? And I'm like, I'm not begging these real estate agents and mortgage brokers anymore for business. Right. I just, I couldn't get it to work. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't work. And I don't know if I'll ever completely give up on that because I really like the idea. I mean, we have some mortgage brokers that refer into the agency, but I can't live on, I can't eat on that. Right. You know, that, that's that's the icing on the cake. That's not the cake. And scalability at, at scale, at the scale that the size that you are, the the goals that you have scaling, that is a very tough model. Yeah. We need to it. put everything People in dial in those phones. And I got to tell you, you know, these, these young ladies from the Philippines, uh, I give them credit every day. You know, I try to give them kudos and motivate them. I, I treat them like gold. I treat them just like they're a part of my team. Well, they are a part of my team. I treat them yep. just like they're a part of my agency because what they do, I'm looking at their numbers right now. One of them made over 700 calls today and has wow. over five and a half hours of talk time. Another one, <laughs> she's got 645 <laughs> calls with five hours and 15 minutes of talk time. And another one made over 557 calls with a little over four hours of talk time. I got to talk to her. I don't know what she's doing, but (laughs) you know, I don't know if she's, but uh, you know, but one of them has seven, seven transfers in one of them has eight and one of them has nine. So, and that a a lot of that has to go to with the mindset that you have with them and, and treating them like a part of your team and really motivating them. It goes a long way. And it does with our, team and like your whole process of you being, you know, the coach and the, and the cheerleader for your squad and everything like that has really paid off. It sounds like dividends. Absolutely. And listen, I try to make sure that my people, my agents can spend as much time on the phone doing what I want them to do, quoting and Mm. closing, quoting and closing. And every day, if they're not closing, they got to be building that smart data-driven pipeline. They got to know if I'm not closing Craig today, when am I calling this guy back so that I can close him? Well, you know, does he have a DUI and is that falling off in three years? Well, guess what? I'm calling back in three years and one day and we're going to try to close that business, right? Does he have a gap in in his insurance and he needs another seven months before we're going to be competitive? I'm calling him back in seven months, right? Every day we're either closing business, right? Or we're building that smart data-driven pipeline. And if you're not doing either of those two things, you're failing yourself. 
because 100%. at the end of the day, you know, we we come to work to make money. Don't get me wrong. I want people money motivated, right? But again, it's it's what that money represents for you and your family that's important, right? Is that 100%. is that a more a down payment on a mortgage to move your family into a home? You know, one of my guys, you know, going back to the guy with the three kids, you know, you should have seen the car he was driving around. It was like I, I mean, honestly, I don't. It looked like something you'd see in Beirut. <laughs> right. I mean, it was ridiculous. But, you know, he winded up buying a brand new Ford Explorer SUV. He can nice. car his wife and his three kids around. And then he moved out of the neighborhood and got a, you know, <laughs> he, not quite owning a home yet, but he's got at least now a nice apartment and whatnot. But, you know, you work hard, you work smart, and you get really good at the quality of the conversation. That's the secret to success right there. But, mm. you know, as an agency owner, you got to create that Corvette engine. You got to have that engine with some horsepower. Right? Yep. You can't expect that that your staff, that quite frankly, they're not an entrepreneur, they're not a right. business owner, they're not going to come up with this on their own. Right? You got to take the lead and you got to say, hey, what am I going to put in place here that's going to make my agency unique compared to the next guy down the road? Because when, when people hear about you and they know how well you're doing, they're going to want to know why, right? And Again, you can tell them or not tell them. It's up to you. But the reality of it is, is that that's what's going to set you apart. So when I'm interviewing, I just hired a guy. He's going to be starting soon from State Farm. He's coming from one of the top State Farm agencies, and he's a top producer there in the office. He's only coming here not because I'm the same kind of agent that he's working for now. I'm a different animal, right? I run a different agency. He knows he comes in here and day one, he's going to have significantly more support than he's getting now. He's going to be able to spend more time selling. He's going to be selling under a better compensation plan. He's going to be selling with a real marketing plan in place, with a real team, with real coaching mm. and training, and telemarketers, and live insurance leads, and dedicated in-house customer service team to handle all the customer service work. Right? He knows he's going to be able to do more and better than he's ever done before. That's why he wants yep. to be here. Love it. Love it. So as we're kind of coming towards an end here, Tom, what is your number one recommendation to any agent that can make the biggest impact on them in 2022? Any any tips? So a tip I would have for another agent that wants to improve and have more of an impact in 2022, correct? Yep. I'm going to end where I started. And I said two words to you. Mm. I'm here. I love here. that. Just get to the office every day. Get there before your staff is there right? You'll figure it all out. Schedule some time with yourself and sit down and look at every single part of your business and figure out a way to make improvements. You know, the Japanese, we bombed them to hell after World War II, right? And then we sent, you know, General MacArthur over there along with efficiency specialists, and we taught them this model of Kanai, constant and never-ending improvement. And the Japanese created a word for it called Keizen. Keizen just means small improvements, never-ending, mm, yes. little by little by little. I promise you, you go to the office, you get there every day and you and you be present, you figure out what's working and build on that. You figure out what's not working and fix it. Look at your processes, every single process that you have. Make sure you have enough of them, not too many, and make sure they're the right kinds of processes and really look at every little thing. You know, in the book, The Art of War by Sun Tzu, right, this famous book, yeah. he, he would always say, the battle starts in the mind. Figure out what's going on up in, in your head before you go out and fight the battle on the battlefield. Do the same thing for your business and be Love present that. for your people. I'm yep. here. I'm here. And you should get a t-shirt, the both of you. I'm here. <laughs> I love I'm it. Here. That's a good That's good uh, advice for at home or wherever you are. Be there for your family, for your friends, like whoever in this world of 
just so many distractions. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Right? Be present, right? Mm. Yep. 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 Be present. Well, wow. We went the huge. Distance. So good. I love it. I you love guys it. didn't know what you get yourselves word. into. I, you didn't realize I could talk so much, did you? <laughs> no, we knew. Uh, we knew. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to do some some non heavy lifting today, so we're like, we'll bring on Tom, and we could just kind of yeah, there you go. He'll just go. We'll hey, I didn't even get a chance that to was prepare gold, for this man. thing. That was gold. We knew good. We, you didn't need preparation. <laughs> Always glad to share. Listen, I, I, I think, you know, I, I'm grateful for people like you guys, and I'm grateful for a number of other people, you know, in this industry that were able to pay it forward with me. So I'm always happy uh -huh. to pay it forward to others. Well, uh, and, and I'm grateful that awesome. you've put in the hard work and that you didn't give up because you were, uh, you know, it was, it was tough. It was tough. And I know that New Jersey is a really tough state. And you said, no, I'm going to, I'm at the end here. I'm going to, I'm going to make it happen. Yeah, I mean, I, to me, there was no other option. I had to make yeah. this work. And you burned uh, the boats. You burned the boats. Yeah, you had to. You have to burn <laughs> the boats, man. That's it. I love it. No retreat. Yep. No surrender. No you surrender. Know, you gotta. You gotta get yourself one of those. Ever see Rambo? I'm talking like Rambo three. Right? <laughs> yeah. You not a spendable Rambo, and he's got the black headband on, yeah. ready for war. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Got to be ready. Well, Tom, <laughs> thank you so much. This has been awesome. Um, and of course, we'll see you next Wednesday. Uh, on Absolutely. Elite Dudes. And uh, we'll talk to you then. Sounds good, guys. Take care. Thanks yep. so much, Tom. Appreciate what you do. You too. Hey, what are you still doing here? Well, while you're still here and while it's fresh in your mind, check out live.teledudes.com. Yeah, if you weren't listening before, we took notes from over 100 interviews with top agents from around the country and made it into a live webcast. Using these strategies did help Craig and I write over $10 million in premium in the last couple of years. And let me tell you, on this call, you'll receive the exact blueprint to get the very same results. Again, that's live.teledudes.com to register for this upcoming Tuesday's live call with us. And... If you jump on with us, we are certain 2022 will be an absolutely fantastic year for you. See you there.